Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spill the Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spill Tea. I am your host, Emmy Morgan. And I know it's super early, but I am spending time with my family this weekend. Um, My sister and my brother-in-law were, um, they had plans to sleep out for the weekend with um, my brother-in-law sleeping somewhere with my niece and my sister sleeping elsewhere, so I figured I would um, come join my nephew, who's 16, because he was staying home alone, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll stay with him. We went to see um, Jumanji, uh, what's it called, The Next Level, yesterday, and I liked it. I just felt like there were a couple of parts where I'm like, okay, this is dragging. But then I went back and we went back and we watched Jumanji, the original. We watched Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And then not so well-known, Xanthora, a space odyssey, was actually, or sorry, a space adventure in 2005. First of all, so Jumanji came first, then Zathora, a space adventure, then Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, then Jumanji, the next level. Little known fact that the uh, Jumanji and Zathora were both written by the same uh, author and were in the same world. Um, Zathora is about two brothers who discover a game and it takes their house into outer space. And my nephew had seen it. I'd never heard of it. It has so many people in it. Dax Shepard is in it. Kristen Stewart is in it. Josh Hutcherson is in it. Um, It is so brilliant. Tim Robbins. It's so brilliantly acted. But one of the little kids, I freaking hated him. And that could be, and I'm again, I'm no expert, I'm no movie expert, but his annoyance could be why the movie didn't, like, he was so unlikable in such a big part of the, the movie, that could be why it didn't do so well at the box office, I'm not sure. It was made for $65 million and it made $65 million. so if you want a movie to, if a movie's a blockbuster, it has to break even by making double and any, anything over the double. So it had to have made $130 million to break even, and then anything after the 130 would be a profit. But, I mean, it didn't even do that. So, But, yeah, it was, it was actually not that bad. I was, I was just annoyed by that little kid. He was so annoying. I don't want to give it away in case you see it, but he was fucking annoying, and I wanted to choke him out. But, um, yeah, it was, it was decent. It was good seeing Kristen Stewart. And it was three years before Kristen Stewart did Twilight. So she, she looked like Bella. She acted, I don't know, it was so weird. 
weird. It was just really weird. Anyway, um, before I get into the more serious topics, I wanted to um, kind of lighten the mood because I know that I'm going to be talking about Today I want to talk about um, a couple of things like the importance of family and friends during the holidays, self-worth, never giving up, really, really putting an effort in trying and being your own hero. I want to start the hashtag be your own hero. It's probably already started, but I want to restart it. That's fine, whatever. Um, I think it's important for us, especially during the holidays, some, some of us in the LGBT plus community have fractured families or we came out and it wasn't well received. We really need to be our own hero and not be hermit. If you don't have a family, a biological family that supports you, then get a friendship family. I'm lucky enough to have a biological and friendship family. So... Um, it's very important to do that, I think, especially being LGBT+. Plus. Um, yeah, so a couple of lighthearted um, topics. I wanted to actually, I don't know if I've done it before. I want to do my top five bachelor crushes, bachelor nation crushes, I should say, sorry, um, because it's from either bachelorette or The Bachelor. And then I have three honorable mentions. Um, so my first Bachelor crush is Jed Wyatt. And I know people are like, oh, he dogged Hannah. Um, something about him. Like, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, fucking guitar. He's so annoying. But then, like, somewhere towards the end of Hannah's season, I was just like, Jed's kind of hot, though. And then following him, excuse me, when I started following him on Instagram, he just got, like, this guy could never take a bad picture. And he just got so, like, sexually attractive. Like, that man oozes sex to me. He is so freaking sexy. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. He's just hot. Although I, I stopped following him, though, when... He refused to support, um, not, he refused to not support Chick-fil-A. He was posting how much he loved Chick-fil-A, so I, I had to stop supporting him, but I love Jed Wyatt. Um, Clay Harbor is, without a doubt, the hottest body in Bachelor history. Holy crap. He's probably also the nicest guy. But, wow, gorgeous, like 1,000% gorgeous. Um, This is no particular order either. Number three, I'm going to have to say, and, again, people are going to come for me, but I don't care, Blake Hortzman. And I know he had that whole big beef with um, Kaylin, but if you follow him on Instagram, he looks like the type of guy that when he was a baby – He just kept smiling nonstop. And he just, I don't know, I just just think he's just a sweet dude. I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker for an underdog. I just think he's a sweet dude. Um, He's also tied with Tyler Cameron. 
So I actually have my top six. Um, the thing is, when I was watching Hannah's season, I didn't have a crush on Tyler Cameron. I actually didn't really have a crush on anybody during that season. But the scene when Luke P. came back and he was like, Hannah, I need to talk to you. And then Tyler's like, Hannah, did did you send him home already? And she's like, yeah. He goes, all right, let's go. Just the way he said it, I was like, oh, my God, he is so protective. He's my hero. I love him. I like Tyler more for his personality than his looks. Yes, he is gorgeous. I'm not denying that. But his personality, he seems like a the type of guy that would, like, protect you and make you feel like, I don't know, like, he's got your back. Like, if you have a shitty day, because Hannah had some shitty dates, and she would just sit there and talk to Tyler about it. And here she is complaining about other guys, and he's sitting there and listening there, putting his arm around her. Even when it came out that she slept with someone, because it wasn't revealed at the time, she slept with someone in a um, lighthouse. He was like, mm, good for her, because he knew that they weren't technically together. So he's like, hey, more power to her, you know? I was like, wow, you are awesome. So I'm going to have to tie with um, Blake and Tyler. I just think that they are just like, their personalities got me. And lastly, and I know you know who it is. Um, he's my favorite. I, I just, listen, he's just always been my favorite. I just. I apologize if you hear some noises in the background. I'm at my sister's house. Like I said, she has two cats, a rabbit, three gerbils, three fish, I think, and two dogs, and a partridge and a midget. So one of the cats, Gary, uh, hey, that's his name. She didn't name him Gary. She found him. He was just, like, clawing at the carpet. So that was that noise you heard. Um, I totally did a stall, didn't I? <laughs> My number one crush is Josh Murray. And, okay, I don't know if I explained this before. I'll tell you why. So back in 2016, Josh was still dating Amanda. He was living with her. Excuse me. He was living with her, and he was engaged to her. And in December of 2016, he moved back to Atlanta because they broke up. So he moved from Back to L.A. to Atlanta, he broke up. He had a broken engagement. His dog Sage died. Was it Sage or was it Sadie? I don't remember. His French pit bull or his French bulldog. Oh my God, what is wrong with me today? She died, and then his grandfather passed away. All in like a short span, and he was just posting this like encouraging words and all these like nice posts and I was so I contacted him and I said Josh you know how how are you remaining so positive with everything going on and he I'm paraphrasing he just said you know I just got to be positive I know things are going to get better and ever since then I have been a fan of his Um, and then he started his podcast and I feel he was speaking to me in his podcast He only had his podcast for a couple of episodes, but his first podcast, he addressed, you know, his exes and all this other stuff. 
And he said, um, yeah, I want to get married. If my wife can't have kids, meaning me, um, then I'm okay with adopting. And a lot of guys aren't um, willing to say that. A lot of guys, like, would say, you know, Nick Fayal, he definitely, he's, like, made it a point, you know, I want to have kids the old-fashioned way. You know, so I was really impressed by the fact that Josh was able to put it out there in the universe, you know, if my wife can't have kids, then I don't mind adopting. I'm like, wow, that is, like, who says that? So, um, and then just other stuff happened over the years since we talked in 2016. I just think he's, I think he's a good dude. Yeah, he, he fucked up a little bit with the whole, you know, Chief Christie thing. But um, overall, I think he's a good dude. I think he's probably misunderstood. And um, I think in today's society, people are much more likely to write somebody off and the narrative being, oh, that person is controlling then work on it and to, like, see, you know, okay, why is this person, like, coming at me like that? I don't know. I just feel like people get in and out of relationships much easier than they did before. Um, My three things are if you put your hands on me, if you cheat on me, or if you bold-faced lie to me, we're done. Those are my three, like, hard we're done. There's no discussion. There's no therapy. We are done. Anything else? I don't know. I just feel like can be worked out. Um, and, and that's my rationale having been out of relationships for um, eight years going on nine. I just feel like, or I'm sorry, nine years going on. Yeah, eight years going on nine. I just feel like I would rather work it out than just end it because take a look at, you know, some of the, uh, I listen to Hot 96.9 every morning before work. It's a Boston radio station. They have second date update. This girl had a great date with this guy. She had an amazing date with him. He had a Trump poster on his wall. So she didn't want to see him anymore because of that. So the narrative to her friends is, yeah, um, I had a great date with this guy, but he had a Trump poster, so we, I, I, I can't see him anymore. What? Trump is going to be out of the White House. Eventually, he'll be out of the White House. Whether he cheats again and gets into the second term or whether he doesn't cheat and doesn't get into a second term, he's going to be out of the White House. Are you telling me that you're not – I have friends who support Trump. It has not diminished our friendship, though. So why do you care if this uh, – it just – especially my friends, they don't – they don't put it out there. They know I don't like him. But they say politics is off limits in our friendship. Okay, fine. It is. And – they never mentioned it to me. They don't post about it. So I don't know. I just think that people give up easier nowadays than they actually put in work. So, um, Wait, I only gave you four. 
oh my gosh, I forgot my other crush. Um, <laughs> can I tell? So I gave you Jed, I gave you Blake, I gave you Clay, I gave you Josh. My other one, and um, it may seem surprising to you, um, Chris Barkowski, I just think he gives off such a, like, chill vibe. I personally find him attractive, but he just gives off a vibe like, hmm, whatever. Like, I feel like even when he, he and Katie broke up, I bet you anything it was, like, the most relaxed breakup. Hey, you know, it's not working out. I'm, I'm sorry. I really wanted it to work out, but, you know, I'm sorry. We can be friends, right? And she was probably like, oh, my God, yes. And he just seems like the type of dude that would, like, be best friends with his exes. He just seems so chill. I love his vibe. Um, yeah, so those are my top five. My honorable mentions, I could never pronounce his last name. Connor Saley. Uh, oh, God. I can't pronounce his last name. He was in Hannah's season. I will never forget when she was sick, he put her to bed, and then he put post-its all over her room her hotel room, so that when she found him, she was just like, oh, this is so romantic. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's so cute. And at first I was like, okay, he's wicked young. Yeah, he's super tall. He has a cute butt. But he's, like, wicked young. Like, he doesn't know anything. And he was so sweet. And let me tell you something. For some reason, when he was at the – he was very quiet during the season, very quiet. And when she got rid of him, I was like, oh, that sucks. But when he was at the reunion show where all the guys tell all, Luke was up there and he was like, you know, Luke has changed since the show and since the, you know, men tell all. But at the time, he was still like, Luke P, I'm a dick. And Connor was like, can't remember exactly what Connor said, but he was like, yeah, you were a freaking jerk, and he just went off on him, and I'm like, oh, oh, Connor, oh, I didn't know that was in you, and it was, like, so sexy to see him, this, like, quiet, mild-mannered guy who was super romantic get, like, pissed off, and I'm like, oh, my, Connor got hot from then on, and I don't know, I just, I don't see him the way I saw him at first, I just think he's just, like, a He's a cool dude. Um, and then the other two, Obzi. I mean, who doesn't have a crush on Sean Booth? And, of course, Peter Krause. Like, hello, those two are, like, I think they're in everyone's top. But for some reason, I just felt like I wanted to give a little bit of shout-out to the guys that normally don't get top five. Um, but Peter and Sean are pretty hot. Um, yeah, so, again, just started with something lighthearted. Oh, and by the way, I have two new celebrity crushes that I want you to follow. I mean, they're not, like, celebrity celebrities. They're rugby players. They're American rugby players, and they're super cute. Um, one of them, his name is Owen Hunt, like, Hunt. So it's, like, spelt like bunt cake. So bunt, B-U-N-D-T, with an H. So H-U-N-D-T. Um, he's super cute. I think he's, like, 21 or 22, but he's so sexy. 
And another one is Sean McNulty. He's from Ireland. They're both on the same team. Oh, my freaking God, he's gorgeous. Um, oh, I'm just thinking of another one. Um, he's a soccer player. His name is Sean George. He's from Ireland as well. Sean is Sean George is like, he he looks like a bad boy, but I don't think he is. He's pretty hot. So, anyways, I'm being superficial, and that's fine. That's enough of that. Um, so, hashtag be your own hero. The reason why I want to talk about this is recently something happened. I am working on something. And... I've been working on it all year, actually. It had some traction in August. It really picked up speed in September. And then it just flatlined. And I was so devastated. So I ended up, um, I ended up um, putting that dream aside just kind of giving up on it. And then recently I came back to it. <laughs> my nephew's staring at me like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? I'm on my podcast. He, <laughs> he would need a cool thumbs up. Um, so, yeah, I just, I think it's important to, really put forth an effort and never give up on something, especially if it's a dream of yours. Hashtag be your own heroes. You could be inspiring somebody else and you don't even know it. So um, hopefully I'll have more more news on that in 2020. We will see. And like I said at the top of the um, podcast, if you don't have, whether you're LGBT plus or not, if you don't have a stable family unit, look to your friends. You know, I've managed since I was eight years old to, or 10 years old, excuse me, to have the support of friends that are like family to me. And I love them to death. I think that they are, I'm actually closer to them than I am my biological family. So it's, it's just, it's nice to feel understood I tell them, you know, I came out to them as trans before I came out to my actual family. And they've been so supportive. They've been so loving. I just, I don't know. I mean, I know that I could go on without any support, but God, it feels so good to walk into, you know, my sister's house, my sister by love's house and, you know, the animals greet me, the kids greet me, my brother-in-law and sister greet me. It's just, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, sorry for this short podcast. I'm Like I said, I'm spending the day with my um, family, and I'm going to probably go out to lunch with my nephew. We're probably going to go to brunch, actually. I'm going to take him to... Um, game stop and we're going to have a, a good old time but as always um, if you want to see my reviews on TV 
shows, movies, music, go to realemmymorgan.blogspot.com. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and I will talk to you guys later. Thanks. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea. Who just started me a podcast? 2013.